It's Tuesday, June 7th, a cool and cloudy day here in Chicago, Illinois, and this is episode four of Ruts Happening. Hello, everybody. I hope you had a good Monday. We're back here on What's Happening Tuesday morning. Let's go right to the topics. Freddie, who we got first? Penguins and Sharks, game five. So the Stanley Cup final is headed back to Pittsburgh. The Penguins have a three games to one lead after last night's win on the road in San Jose. An impressive performance by Pittsburgh. And the most fun that I had during the game was not just watching the action on the ice, but watching the ticket market in Pittsburgh from the time the third period started with the Penguins had the lead in the game two to nothing to right now ticket prices have nearly doubled it would have cost you about $700 to buy a ticket for game five earlier in the week but once Penguins fans realize that they would be coming back with a three games to one lead and a chance to hoist the Stanley Cup at home They bought up every ticket in sight. It's now over $1,300 just to get in the door to watch your Penguins have a chance at winning the Stanley Cup at home. It's been since 1980 that a Pittsburgh team has won a title within the city of Pittsburgh. So really chance for something special here on Thursday night. Freddie, what do we got up next here? Kimbo Slice passes away at 42. Kimbo Slice was a... YouTube sensation for his backyard brawls and knockouts, just a vicious puncher, and sad that we lost him at such a young age. Only 42 years old, he fought some serious health problems, and he actually was in the ring just this past February at age 42 against Dada 5000, who actually went into cardiac arrest during the fight, and Kimbo Slice's win was already vacated after he tested positive for taking an anabolic steroid. So it's been a tough go for these older MMA guys. We've seen the wear and tear, and tragically for Kimbo Slice, he's passed away at 42. He'll certainly be remembered fondly, though, in that community. He fought on the first ever televised MMA card. And again, if you go on the internet and watch some of this guy's early knockouts, they are Mike Tyson-esque. Really just an unbelievable puncher. So Kimbo Slice, he will be missed. Freddie, what's our next topic here for the day? Do you feel bad for Cleveland? Okay, so now we're talking about the Cavs, their fans, and of course I feel bad for them. The Cubs fan in me has to feel bad for any city with a major championship drought, and no city has gone through a worse drought than Cleveland. Their fans already know it. They have no chance of coming back in this series to win four of the next five games against a loaded Golden State team. There's only one team in the modern era of the NBA that's come back from a 2-0 deficit in the NBA Finals to win, and that was a 2006 Miami Heat team with Dwayne Wade that had some favorable calls go their way. They were able to rally and defeat the Dallas Mavericks. I don't see a similar fate here at all for the 2016 Cavs. They just do not have the talent. So sadly, the city of Cleveland, their championship drought will continue. The Indians are having a nice little start to the 2016 season. The American League is wide open. I could see them having a chance. I don't think they're going to win at all, but I do feel bad for Cleveland. Cavs fans have already checked out. 
in regards to tickets for Game 3 tomorrow night, it's not even a sellout. You can literally walk up to the box office and buy a ticket. So I do feel bad for the city of Cleveland. That championship drought is going to continue till at least November at the very earliest and probably well into 2017 and beyond. Freddie, what else we got for today? Aaron Rodgers cuts the cheese. <laughs> I love it. So one of the star quarterbacks in this league, A-Rod, he's officially ditching dairy as part of his vegan diet. He said it's already working wonders for him. He's dropped weight, feels better, looks better, and this is bad news for the rest of the league. The Bear fan in me does not like this news at all. Aaron Rodgers apparently just found out that things like dairy are inflammatory and not good for you. Tom Brady's been on this train for the better part of a decade. He's Mr. Plant-Based Diet. He doesn't eat dairy. He doesn't eat gluten. He doesn't even eat anything of the nightshade family. So no tomatoes for Tom Brady. No onions for Tom Brady. No peppers for Tom Brady. And if it's working for him and you're Aaron Rodgers, why not? They all say it's a copycat league. Everyone just sees what works and uses it for themselves. So here is Aaron Rodgers wising up ditching dairy i know it's not popular in the dairy state dairy is delicious i love it who doesn't cheese pizza grilled cheese i love cottage cheese but it's still all bad for you it makes you feel weighed down it actually weighs you down so when you see a slimmer trimmer better aaron Rodgers this coming season now you know why and now it's time for the cubs minute Last night, the Cubs got their road trip started on the right foot, a 6-4 victory in Philadelphia thanks to John Lester, another dominant performance, eight shutout innings, but it didn't come without a cost to the Cubs. Jorge Soler tweaked his hamstring running the bases. He's headed to the disabled list most likely, and it looks like we're getting some breaking news here right now. I know Jorge Soler was scheduled, scheduled for an MRI today, we're hearing right now that the Cubs have already made a corresponding move. Jorge Soler is going to go on the DL, and Albert Almora, one of the Cubs' top prospects, will be called up to the big leagues and possibly even make his debut tonight in Philadelphia. So stay tuned as the Cubs continue their torrid pace on hopefully breaking the record for the best season in baseball history. And now it's time for a little ticket lesson. I've been in and around the ticket business for almost 20 years, so it's time for me to bestow some of my knowledge upon to you guys. People ask me all the time, how can they get tickets to their favorite team's biggest games or the favorite act's concert, or how could they even make money buying and selling tickets like they see or hear so many people doing? So I'm going to give you your first tip. This is a no-risk move. People in the ticket business have been doing this for years and now if you want, you can get out on the fun as well. It's two different things, and it's regarding buying future tickets for games that we don't even know are going to be played. But the reason it's no risk is because all the major ticket reselling sites, StubHub, Tickets Now, SeatGeek, all the brokers that are registered and legit, they all offer money-back guarantees for games that aren't played. So let's talk about all Game 7s. NBA Finals, NHL Stanley Cup Final. Let's talk about the World Series for this coming year. As soon as we know the matchup, so let's say it's the Indians and the Cubs, you need to go on and buy all the Game 7 tickets you can. You can't lose on the deal. If a Game 7 isn't played, your money is fully refunded. 
if a game seven is played, the hype and excitement come game day is far exceeded when you bought the tickets well in advance. Prices always go up. Can you imagine this year a Cubs game seven at home, Wrigley, a chance to win the World Series and end their drought? Ticket prices, I'm going to estimate, would be $10,000 just to get in the door. So again, game seven tickets, you can't go wrong buying them. It doesn't matter what sport, doesn't matter what year, it's always going to be a good investment. But here's an even better trick. Let's talk about, or let's take the example of this year's NBA Finals. The Golden State Warriors currently have a two games to none lead, with the next two games being played in Cleveland. A game five, if necessary, will be played back at Oracle Arena in Golden State. If the Warriors win game three, everyone should go buy every ticket they can get their hands on for game five in Oracle, and here's why. With a three games to none lead, Golden State could only come home to play that game knowing a win gets them a ring. If they win game four in Cleveland, the series is over. They're already back-to-back champions, and your tickets are refunded in full. It's like it never happened. If LeBron comes with a superhuman effort, if Kyrie Irving finds his touch in game four, that's even better. Now they're coming home, you're holding all kinds of tickets. You have the golden ticket. Everyone is a huge Golden State fan now wants to go to that game and watch their Warriors hoist the trophy at home. So don't be afraid. Get in there. If the Warriors win tomorrow night, buy all the Game 5 tickets you can. And this is how the rich get richer because guess what? You never even need cash. You just need a high line of credit. You put it all on your credit card. By the time you get billed, you've already gotten paid for the tickets that you've sold Or guess what? If the game doesn't occur, no money's ever been exchanged. All the charges are put right back on your credit card like it never happened. So that's your ticket lesson for today. Stay tuned. We'll have plenty more tickets, tips, and tricks for you to get in and see the biggest events, as well as make some money on the tickets to them. And now it's time for a movie review. Last night I saw Neighbors 2, the newest Seth Rogen movie, and unfortunately it's not a winner. It's basically the same premise as the first movie. Seth Rogen and his wife Rose Byrne want to sell their house, and the first one an unruly fraternity moved in next door. Now in the sequel it's a wild sorority. Unfortunately it's the same jokes, the same plot, just with much worse execution. It's no fault of the acting. I really like Seth Rogen. Rose Byrne is funny. They have all kinds of good cameos with uh, Dave Franco, Hannibal Burris, McLovin. But there aren't any funny lines. There are hardly any even funny situations. So Neighbors 2, definitely skip it. Totally worthless. You don't need it in your life at all. But if you're looking for a funny rental, the original Neighbors is a worthy effort. It's a funny movie. If you're a Seth Rogen fan, you should definitely check it out. There are all kinds of funny little jokes. Even Zac Efron is a funny character in the first movie. So Neighbors 2, skip it. The first Neighbors, if you're looking for an easy rental this week on Netflix or iTunes, check it out. And if you're wondering how Neighbors 2 got made in the first place, it's a numbers game, folks. The first movie cost them $18 million to make. It did over $270 million at the box office. 
So it's safe to say the studios have given Seth Rogen carte blanche when it comes to making movies. The second movie, the budget was almost double, over $35 million, but guess what? It's already into triple digits at the box office, over $100 million and headed to more. So even though I don't think it was a winner, I'm sure we're going to get more Neighbors movies here in the future. So be on the lookout for a third installment at some point. All right, everyone, thank you for listening. That was today's episode of Ruts Happening. I would really appreciate it if you guys could subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud, as well as share it on your social media sites and email it to all your friends and family. We look forward to gaining a big audience here. And if you have any questions, you want to know anything, you can always hit me up. Either go to andrewrutberg.com or you can follow me and ask any questions right directly on Twitter. And if you ever want to know something, don't be afraid to tweet it out and use the hashtag RutsHappening. Hope you guys have a great Tuesday. We'll be back soon. Intro and outro beats provided by Mass Confusion.